Are your kids struggling with diligence? Are you wondering what diligence is or what it looks like? This is the topic of today's episode. Welcome everyone to the Dorinda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorinda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to 10, and 28-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple and mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. 31 Days in God's Word. You can find all three of those books on Amazon. You can also find them at my website, DorandaWilson.com, and you can find The 4-Hour School Day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I just mentioned. Also, if you're interested in receiving a free digital download of a devotional that I wrote specifically to go with The 4-Hour School Day, I would encourage you to uh, go to my website and subscribe um, to my monthly email newsletter. I will not load up your inbox. I promise I am lucky if I get an email out every month. So don't fear that. Um, You certainly, though, would benefit, I'm sure, from the devotional. It is uh, really it, it, it does such a good job of accompanying the four-hour school day. And honestly, this is a great time of year to be going through that particular devotional because it's going to bring you back around to the things that are important to you um, in the upcoming year, kind of reorienting us toward what God has for us, what God might have for our families, lots of questions, things to think about. And so this is such a good time of year to do that in sort of preparation for the coming year. So if you're interested in that, I will leave a link in the show notes. Also, I want to let you know that I am going to be speaking at the Northern California Homeschool Convention on July 22nd in Rockland, California. That is just a wee bit north of Sacramento. So if you're anywhere in that vicinity, I would love to meet you in person. I will leave a link in the show notes to that specific event. And again, I would love to see you there. The other one that's coming up is just a week later, July 29th, I am doing a schooling at home symposium in Prosser, Washington. So this is actually um, right where my brother and his wife live. And so she is actually putting this on. And um, anyway, so it's a Saturday. It's from, I think, 10 to 3 or 10 to 4. And uh, so it's not an all-day, you know, super long event. Shouldn't be too hard to find childcare. Um, Nursing babies are welcome. But I will leave a link in the show notes if you'd like to join us for that time of encouragement. Now, I'd also like to share with you one of my favorite math resources, because math, we all know it can be a real pain for us as homeschooling moms. But ctcmath.com takes so much of the work and the misery and the pain out of math. I want to read a recent testimonial that I received from a mom. She said, I now have my son on CTC Math. He's the oldest of five and he loves it. He told me he likes that he can move on faster than our previous material allowed him to. This also has freed me up to spend more focused time with my two and three-year-olds. This is fantastic. Thank you for telling your podcast listeners about CTC Math. I can already tell this will be very helpful for us. So if you're interested in um, checking it out, they actually offer a free trial. So I'll leave a link in the show notes, ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Okay, now that we've got the preliminaries out of the way, 
A couple of episodes ago, I talked about teaching our kids timeliness. Today, I want to talk about diligence. Now, diligence is clo- is closely tied to timeliness. However, diligence encompasses a broader spectrum of work ethic and training our kids to be good workers is absolutely essential. I have two episodes that I did on work ethic. Uh, They are episodes number 396 and 397. If you're interested in going back and listening to those, uh, you can also go to the podcast page of my website. There's a search bar at the top. I'm telling you, that thing is handy dandy. Just put in some keywords and whatever episode you need to listen to, whatever topic will come up. But if you put in work ethic there, uh, episodes 396 and 397 will come up. And I talked about work ethic, the definition of work ethic in that particular episode, but I want to revisit that real quickly because diligence and work ethic are so closely tied. Um, Essentially what work ethic is, is a belief in work as a moral good, a set of values centered on the importance of doing work and reflected especially in a desire or determination to work hard. And so simply put, really work is an act of worship. And it's important because we were made to work. God gave Adam and Eve stewardship of the garden before the fall. This wasn't an after the fall event. It wasn't a curse or a punishment. It was a good gift from God. And so it was God's garden. Adam and Eve were simply stewards of it. All of it belongs to him. Everything we have belongs to him. And we are stewarding his blessings. So cleaning the house, doing yard work, taking care of our vehicles, cooking meals, bringing order to our place in the world is actually an act of worship and very much pleases the Lord. And I think it's something that we need to embrace as moms um, and also pass on to our kids. So that is the definition of work ethic. Let's talk about diligence. So diligence can be described as steady perseverance in one's effort, and it results in careful, energetic, and persistent work. Diligent people get the job done. They don't quit until they have given it their all. The Bible uses the word diligence in several ways, but it is always in a positive way. For example, Proverbs 10.4 says, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. And, you know, immediately we get a picture when it comes to wealth of just money or accumulating material things. But I know for a fact that isn't the only wealth that this verse is talking about. Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth, not just in the area of physical things, but I believe in spiritual things as we are diligent in spiritual things, we reap the benefit and the blessing of that. So it's important to not limit um, wealth to just material things because, oh my goodness, we can have limited material things and have a whole host of wealth in our lives. My husband and I have always said that while the kids were growing up, our budget was tight. We were one income, single income family, very modest, modest income. You know, but we felt so rich in so many ways. And we never felt like we were being, um, you know, ripped off or 
had less than others, we felt incredibly blessed as we invested in our marriage, we invested in our children, uh, we homeschooled them, we invested in our family life. Um, moms, I'm telling you, family life is is a whole host of wealth in and of itself. And so investing in that diligently brings many, many rewards. Uh, Proverbs 13, 4 says, A sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. God blesses and honors diligence. So put simply, diligence is careful and persistent work or effort. So let's talk about some ways to encourage diligence in our kids. So as I go through these suggestions, I want you to remember that this is a process. And so we're sowing seeds, we're tending to the little seedlings as they come up, we're watering, we're paying attention, we're tending to these things and encouraging them to grow. We cannot force a seed to grow. A seed has to be encouraged to grow. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't sometimes have to provide uh, maybe a little more intense motivation for our kids. But I think the important thing to remember here is that this is a process. Um, This is a process for our children. It is a process for us. And, you know, I've mentioned this before. Our pastor has said, God loves the process. And, you know, that really caught my attention because I realized a lot of the time I don't love the process. And I thought, I wonder what makes him say that. So I actually reached out to him over text and I said, you know, you said God loves the process. Where is that in scripture? Like how how are you coming to this conclusion that you can make such a bold statement? And he pointed back to, as you look throughout scripture, it's not stated, but it is inferred and given examples of over and over and over again. You look at Abraham and God's covenant with Abraham. Well, that didn't come to fruition for a very long time. And, um, and it continues to come to fruition. You know, the people of Israel coming out of Egypt and getting to the promised land, that was a process. Now, the fact that they sinned and sort of seemed to slow down the process is absolutely true. But God used that process in their lives, just like he does with us. We make mistakes, we sin, we turn back to him, and he takes what Satan means for evil and he uses it for good. We have a redeeming God. And so I want you to remember that as you're, as you're, you're being diligent to encourage your children in diligence. So the first thing I'm going to start with is, of course, encouragement. That's, the, that's, that's key in sowing those seeds of diligence. I like to, and I didn't always live by this faithfully, but I tried to always remember the sandwich rule. So we're gonna give some encouragement, we're gonna give some criticism or correction, and then more encouragement. So our kids are getting twice as much encouragement as correction or criticism as we are teaching them to be diligent. And So I did not always do this really well, but it is a great rule to go by. And I tried, like I said, always tried to go back to it. So we want to provide encouragement to our kids. Um, The other thing that I think is super important as we're teaching our kids to work are inspections. And I have um, repeatedly revisited this particular thing over and over again because it is so important. We can't expect what we're not willing to inspect because it's in the inspections 
that we actually teach our kids diligence. So I'm going to give you an example. My kids, the first thing that they got up, that they were supposed to do when they got up in the morning was to make their bed, tidy their room, and get dressed. Then they went and ate breakfast, did a couple more chores, and then I would inspect all the chores, including their rooms and their beds and all of that. And if, you know, if they were tidying the bathroom or taking out the garbage, I would check it all. And so what I would do is um, I would, for instance, go to the bedroom with the child and I could see that there were things that were not put away. But the first thing that I think is important to do is to say, wow, you know, that area looks really clean. I love how you cleared all that out. Now, do you see anything in here that's out of place? Is there anything here that isn't actually where it's supposed to be? So this is training our children, training their eyes to see something that's out of place. So where they didn't see it before we did inspections, now we are there to sort of turn, orient them towards, oh, look, there's some things over there in the corner. Where do those go? So we're asking questions. We're giving directives, but we're doing it through questions. And why that's important is because it makes our kids think and look for themselves. And then they have to follow through. And all of that also is very much tied to ownership. And so we want our kids to own what they're doing. And the only way they're going to own it is if we're not just barking out orders saying, oh, look, you forgot that. You need to take care of that over there and that over there. But instead, to, to ask questions. So just a little tip for little ones that you're teaching to make their beds. Um, it's, they can't reach across even a single bed to uh, pull all the covers up. So I would have them sit towards the top of the bed, like where their pillow would be, and then pull up the sheet, pull up the blankets after that. And it helped them uh, make their beds more tidy. They're not going to do this perfectly to start with. Again, this is a process. And you know, our pastor was right. God does love the process. And I guess one thing I wanted to add to that little story was that when I realized that God loved the process, it also made me realize that he loves us in that process, in our imperfections, at those points where we are so far from perfection, he is right there with us in that process. And he's not condemning us. He's not putting us down. He's not making fun of us. He's, he's encouraging us. And he's saying, all right, let's, let's get going. Let's get this done. What do you think about over there? You should probably, what do you think about that? Should you take care of that? Just like we would do with our kids. So I think, um, I kind of just came to the conclusion that, well, if God loves the process, then I should love the process, which also helps us as we are walking with our children through all the processes that we walk with them through, throughout childhood and throughout homeschooling. So encouragement is a way to encourage diligence. Inspections are a way way to encourage it. Um, Rewards, rewards for diligence. So this is biblical because the Bible does talk about it. Even just read a couple of verses there. You can see that God rewards diligence. So we should do the same thing as parents. It doesn't mean our kids always have to have something. We don't have to have payment of some sort. Um, It could simply be, wow, you did such a good job. You know, one thing I would point out is after you've gotten they've they've gotten their room totally neat and tidy, step back together and have them scan the room with their eyes. You know, um, and just step back and say, let's look at this. 
It's marvel at your work. See, this is another way to encourage them. It's a reward in and of itself. We're stepping back and we're like, look at this. And they learn to enjoy the feeling of a job well done. Just to you know, have that satisfaction. And again, that's something that grows over time, but it starts by us encouraging. Let's step back and look at this. Wow, this looks fantastic. Do you see how clean every corner is? And in the process, you're reinforcing everything they just had to redo. So rewards are an important part of the process. So watch for opportunities. To, we need to watch for opportunities to praise our kids for diligence. And again, this is different than perfection, okay? What we're looking for is, again, back to the description I mentioned before, careful and persistent work or effort. That's what we're looking for. Maybe our child has put in their full effort, but it's not perfect. That's irrelevant. We want to praise the effort, not the results. We live in a results-driven world, and I am very much a results-driven person. Gets gets me in trouble sometimes with my own kids where I, I stop... Um, being as relational as I should be, and I start to put my um, importance and my emphasis on uh, more perfection than just the careful and persistent work or effort that they're putting in. And so that's something that you know I think is important for us to to keep in mind. And I know for me specifically, uh, to be sure that I am looking for that careful and persistent work or effort, and really focusing on that rather than being so focused on the results. Also, another reward or a way that we can give our or encourage diligence in our kids is to give public and private accolades as well. So when we're talking to friends and we know that our children are within earshot and we make a point to say, you know, Johnny did the most amazing work in his room this morning. Like he did such a good job. He's just getting better and better and better at making his bed or cleaning up the floor. Um, just really proud of his diligence. You know, something along those lines, uh, maybe around the dinner table to the siblings or directly to dad saying, oh man, you know, Johnny just did such a good job today. So what I found is that when I did that around the dinner table, oh my goodness, the beaming face was so, so, so sweet to see. But also it gives that little bit of encouragement to the other children to work towards diligence. When they see that it's something that's praised, it's something that's admired and respected. Also, um, another way that we can encourage diligence is to read biographies and stories of people who showed diligence. Thomas Edison was one of the first ones that came to mind. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but he was in school and his, his teacher said he was, I don't know if he just couldn't pay attention. I can't remember exactly what the issue was. But she basically told the mom, Thomas Edison's mom, that he was stupid and would never do well in school, something very derogatory. And the mom pulled him out. This is back in like, what, the early 1900s? And homeschooled him, okay? And we know how many things that he actually accomplished. And so that's a wonderful story. And even turning to scripture, if we go to Luke 8, um, there was the story of the bleeding woman, Um 
she had a bleeding problem for like 12 years. She'd visited doctors. No one could heal her. One day she came up behind Jesus and she touched the hem of his garment and was instantly healed from the hemorrhage. But in order for that to happen, she literally had to push through a crowd to get close to Jesus. Now, I would imagine that if we had a a bleeding problem, we would also be anemic, which would make putting out energy um, extra, extra work. Um, And I know moms, sometimes in our first trimester or after having a baby, we can end up with anemia. You know that feeling. It's just weak and exhausted. But this woman was absolutely persistent. The story of David in 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. So he was, we know that David was a shepherd. Um, and in God's eyes, his hard work in a small herding job meant more than the success of David's brothers who were in the army. David faithfully and diligently performed his what appeared to be minor mundane duties. But he used the lessons that he learned as a shepherd to rule the king of Israel. So, and of course, we know the story of David and Goliath. There was persistence there as well. Um, another one of my absolute favorites is the book of Nehemiah and the rebuilding of the wall in Jerusalem. You guys, that is such a great story. I just went through that book recently when I was uh, writing a talk for a conference up in Boston. It was a women's event. And I talked about kingdom building, basically that that was that kingdom work was building and protecting our families. And there were so many parallels between that story of Nehemiah and the perseverance and diligence that we need to have as believing moms and believing parents. And so um, as we're as we're raising our children, as we're protecting and building our homes, how important it is that we're building our homes. And so I just went through that and just some of the stories in there are just hilarious about just distraction. There were all kinds of things. There were people mocking them, making fun of them, trying to make it difficult for them, spreading rumors about them to keep them from accomplishing that goal. And yet they accomplished it and they accomplished it in a record amount of time. So that's another wonderful story. Okay, another way that we can encourage diligence in our kids is to remember to set an example. You guys, you know I always say this, that more is caught than taught. If we're going to talk about diligence and we're going to encourage it in our kids, we need to be that diligent person ourselves. And so that's um, the wonderful thing about motherhood and homeschooling is is a beautiful time for God to just sanctify us in so many ways. And so if you didn't grow up being diligent, now is an opportunity to learn that alongside of your kids. And you can even say that to your kids. Look, I didn't grow up learning what it means to persevere and be diligent. And I want to learn how to do that. And I want you to learn alongside of me so that you are better equipped than I was as I became an adult. This is something that our kids, I know my kids, if I talk to them like that, they really would hang on to that and be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this with mom. And so we do it together and we encourage each other in it. And even saying to our kids, you know what? You were so encouraging to me today in the way that you did the dishes or the way that you, you know, put all those books away. It just reminded me what a blessing it is to be diligent. And because it was, it blessed me to have the job done so well. And it reminded me that I need to be sure that I'm diligent in the things that I do. Um, We can also 
have conversations about diligence with our kids. So we can ask our kids if they know what diligence is, because maybe even if we've mentioned it or we've been talking about it, um, maybe they haven't fully processed and are they may or may not be able to tell us what it means. So it's a good chance to find out, are they hearing it? And what are they interpreting its definition to be? So ask the kids, hey, do you guys know what diligence is? And and then, you know, see what they say. And then once that definition is clear, then ask them, do you know anyone who is diligent? Is there anybody you know personally who is diligent? Or how about in some of the stories that we've read or some Bible stories? And let them try to think, of people that they've been exposed to that are particularly diligent. Another thing that I think is really sweet and really wonderful way to honor our husbands is to talk about daddy's diligence in working hard to provide for the family. Um, This is just, like I said, such a wonderful way to honor our husbands. I remember our daughter-in-law had just married our son and she went over to visit our daughter and uh, I think she had three kids at the time. And the oldest ones were, I think, probably around maybe four and five years old. And my daughter-in-law, uh, Julia, she said to the kids, I know you're, they were talking about their daddy or whatever. And um, she said, oh, yeah, I know. He's, he has to work a lot of hours. He's gone a lot. You know, that must be really hard or something along those lines. And those kids just stepped right up and said, oh, no. Daddy is doing a good thing. It's because he goes to work that we can have this house and our food and our clothes. That's why he works so hard. And so this is the kind of thing that we can uh, we can instill in our kids where they look to their dad and go, yeah, he has to be gone a lot, but oh my goodness, he's a good hard worker. So this is this is something again where we're just honoring our husbands to our children and their understanding that diligence is actually a good thing. Another question we can ask them in in these conversations is what areas do they feel like they're diligent in? Or have them pointed out in each other. Maybe you're sitting at the dinner table and you say, Hey, so-and-so, can you go ahead and tell me if there, you, you noticed diligence in anybody else in the family today or something along those lines where you could say, can anybody, or maybe, how about this? Can anybody tell me um, anybody else in the family that they saw that was particularly diligent today? So that's you know just a way to again encourage that that diligence in each other, and so it's just maybe just an ongoing conversation. Here's a few more verses that we can actually share with our kids, and I'll put them in the show notes. Colossians three twenty three: Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Okay, so I think I want to take a second to just explain that we want to do our best. We want to teach our kids. You definitely, we want you to do your best to please us, um, to please whoever you're working for someday. But ultimately, at the end of the day, kids, we do our work as unto the Lord so that we have a clear conscience. And sometimes it doesn't feel good to serve others. Sometimes serving the Lord or trying to work hard for our bosses or even pleasing our parents doesn't necessarily feel good. And so we need to make sure that our kids understand that it's not always going to feel good. When it's over, typically we feel pretty darn good about it because we persevered and we pushed through. And again, this is a whole other area 
that I'm, I, I mean, I don't have time to go into, but it's teaching our kids resilience. And this is emotional resilience where they're like, okay, I can do the hard thing. I'm going to make myself do the hard thing because, um, because eventually they will learn that I know that when I'm done with this, I'm going to have a really great feeling of satisfaction. So Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So ultimately, we want to teach our kids to do their work as unto the Lord. Can I just also point this out? Sometimes we as parents are overly critical or not particularly happy with the job. Um, And so it can discourage our kids. But I think a question that's legitimate to ask them is, is to say, did you do your work as unto the Lord? Were you doing this to your best effort as unto the Lord? Because that's all I really want is for that to happen. You know, and, and again, so we're pointing them, reorienting them and their work and their efforts towards the Lord. Galatians 6, 9, and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So teaching our kids that concept of sowing and reaping. Sometimes when we're sowing seeds, it's not necessarily fun. There's, you know, you put those little seeds in the ground and the dirt doesn't look any different, right? It doesn't look like you did anything. But eventually, over time, as we care for those seeds, they become little plants, and then bigger plants, strong plants, and then there's a great harvest. And so I think it's important for our kids to understand every single day we are sowing seeds, not just seeds of like uh, diligence in, you know, getting our room clean and all of that. That is important, but also diligence in our relationships. So if siblings are bickering with each other, what kinds of seeds are they sowing? Are they showing diligence in their relationship to have a healthy, godly relationship? Respecting their parents, are they sowing seeds of dishonor? Okay, we want to we want to discourage that. If they sow seeds of dishonor, it's not going to go well. The scripture says to honor your father and mother that it may go well with you. And as I would remind my kids, if you do not honor your father and mother, it will not go well with you, kind of stating the obvious opposite. Proverbs 12, 24 says, the hand of the diligent will rule while the slothful will be put to forced labor. Again, it's not gonna go well if we're not diligent. 1 Corinthians 15, 58, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. So no matter what we do, if we have a project and it flops or something gets wrecked or ruined, that work is still valuable before the Lord because the effort was put forth, the persistence was put forth, and God honors that. Again, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And the work of the Lord is whatever God puts in front of us to do. You know, sometimes we read that and we think, oh, it's just pastors and people doing quote unquote spiritual work. That is not true. It's not true. Abounding in the work of the Lord, whatever work he has put in front of us, knowing that the Lord, in the Lord, our labor is not in vain. Diligence, um, some other areas of diligence, and I've mentioned this a couple times along the way, diligence in studying scripture and freely sharing the gospel is talked about in 2 Timothy 2.15. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. And then in verse uh, 2 Timothy 4.2, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete 
patience and teaching. And I feel like when I read with complete patience and teaching, one of the things that helps me have more patience, a complete patience and more complete teaching is understanding again that God loves the process and I want to learn to love the process as well. Um, diligence, there's also a verse in uh, Deuteronomy 4.9 talking about diligence in keeping our souls as parents so that we are making known to our children the truths of God's word. And it says, only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. Diligence is important because it encourages faith in God, hard work, and patience. And these are all qualities that are needed for success in life as well. But more importantly, God calls us to be diligent as a matter of obedience to him. That's the most important thing, that we are obeying him. He is diligent. We are image bearers, and we more accurately bear his image when we act more like him. I want to quickly share in closing a story that my daughter told me the other day that she had this sort of like connection that I think the Lord made for her. She said, you remember, Mom, how in the Old Testament, God's people would offer incense um, up to the Lord and it would be a pleasing aroma in, in his nostrils. That's what the Old Testament said. And I said, yeah. And she said, have you ever noticed that not all the time, but quite often, our work often produces a certain smell. Cooking dinner, cleaning our house, doing laundry, digging up dirt in the garden, woodworking, painting, it's all an offering that is pleasing to the Lord. Um, you know, even those smelly diapers, right? <laughs> I couldn't help but mention that because that was one of the first things that popped in my head when she talked about something producing a smell. I was like, oh yeah, and the diapers. But even that, moms, we are getting rid of that smelly thing and we're we're getting rid of that diaper and we're cleaning up that baby and making that baby smell good again. All of these things. When we give our kids a bath, right? All of things. I just thought it was such a cool connection that I had never thought of before. But all of these different things we do um, often produce an aroma, and it's all an offering that is pleasing to the Lord. And again, because of Jesus, all of our efforts, every single one, every effort, is are, they are all worthy offerings to the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your kindness and your goodness to us, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to love our children, to raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and specifically today to focus on diligence, Lord. We know that Jesus diligently set an example of just doing his work as unto you, whatever you called him to, whether it pleased people or not. Um, sometimes it was a wonderful, wonderful, um, it was received very, very well, and other times it was not. So Lord, may we be faithful to walk in obedience to you, knowing that our efforts are not in vain, Lord. And we, I pray that we would raise diligent children but also that right now, today, during this season, we would be found faithful as moms to be diligent um, as we 
continue to raise our children in the nurture and admonition of you. And specifically, I pray that you would give moms wisdom as to how to encourage diligence in their children. In Jesus' name, amen. One last resource before I go. Are you looking to give your child a well-rounded education while also ensuring positive socialization opportunities and their ability to succeed in life? Consider joining a Classical Conversations community and homeschooling alongside local families. Led by a trained, licensed Director, families learn through Classical Conversations' proven Christ-centered curriculum together in a community. With locations in all 50 states and over 50 countries, there's bound to be a community near you. To find your community today, visit classicalconversations.com slash Dorinda. That's classicalconversations.com slash Dorinda. I'll leave a link in the show notes.